0: This is the University's Seventh-day Adventist Church in this sunny Orlando, Florida. We are glad that you are listening to our weekly podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and challenged by our message today. And may God lead you in the next step of your growth in Him. Here is our future sermon. You know, uh, let's get right to it because um, uh, we've been talking about being uh, friendship evangelism. we started last week, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago. I know, I'm always saying last week, and last week I wasn't here, right? Um, But, um, you know, the most effective way, and listen to this, people come to Christ and into the church. And I said it last time, and I'm going to repeat it, and stay in the church, primarily through what? Relationships. Relationships. Last time I was here, we went through the statistics, and the reality is that people, this is so true. Just today, this morning, I mentioned to you, uh, Patrick Who leads out the band before i left i remember going out there to cocoa walk right remember patrick you were not in the church yet i i I don't believe god was still he was definitely reaching out to you but you have not answered to god's call in your life but i know that meeting janet and 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 working with that church um i went out to visit with with patrick and he runs a fitness center right red rehab is that what it's called oh wonderful tremendous but um so we went out we eating lunch and I am realizing I'm looking at, at him, and I, I know the wife, I know the kids. They come, they praise with us. And Patrick actually will come sometimes, um, but he just wasn't coming all the time. And, and he wasn't, has not committed his life to Christ. Now, he had his family in the church, right? He wasn't yet in the church. Praise God, it's been five years since I left. <laughs> and God is always at work, drawing people to himself, amen? And listen, is the relationships that he's formed, and of course, his family at first relationship, and then the people he got to know there, and of course, in his own life, God called him, and he heard his call, and then he came into the church, and stay in the church. And listen, this is true of everybody, through relationships. We also said, and I'm going to remind you of this quickly, um, you are the person most likely to win people within your circle of influence. You think about that. If people come to the church now, primarily, the most effective way, mind you, um, people will come to the church by the website. People will come to the church by um, some flyers, you know, that you send out. And people will come to the church through many different ways. But to stay in the church and accept Christ and grow in the church is through the relationships that they have and the relationship that they- and some of you know what I'm talking about because you have relationships here. You came to the church through relationships. But know this, because that's true, you are the person most likely to win people within your circle of influence. There's nobody else better than you to bring your friend, your cousin, your husband, right? Your wife. Well, those relationships that you know, you are the one that God wants to use. And there's nobody else more adept. A more ready, more in the circumstances, more ready to make that happen. But you, if you're not going to do it, who else is going to do it? You're the one. You're the person most likely to. Then we share this. And this is what we're going to share. Christ, method alone, gives true. And this is from Why We're going to share this together. Uh, guys, there's a lot of chairs here front. Make your way up front. I know we uh, make space with some of the people that are coming. It's always funny that... The chairs up front are the ones that are empty all the time, right? <laughs> And To scare the pastor? Yeah. No, no, I've been telling these guys for the longest time. Listen, I've, I've not I been telling you. I'm, I'm going to say it again, but listen, you're going you're to be upset at me. If we got to make space for people that are coming, what, what do we have to do? Yeah, use the chairs up front. I'm, I don't bite. I don't, Do I? Am I that dangerous? <laughs> you guys know me. I might look like I bite, right? I might sound like it. <laughs> But listen, not really. If you want to be ready for people that come later, and it's okay to come later because the first time that they came here, so good to have you guys here. Um, but if you want if you want to think about that, then this chair should be all used up. And so when people come in, they just sneak in and, and feel comfortable and don't feel like they have to parade all the way up front. <laughs> right? But you think about that. It's good to have you guys here. So the savior, we, we, we use this this principle. It says the savior, the saviors mingle with men as someone who desired the good. Oh, I'm going to be doing the clicking here. Christ's method alone gives true success in reaching people. So we want to reach people. We're going to do it. The best way to do it is the way Christ did it. Amen? And Angie White, in, in Ministry of Healing, she says this, that that's the best method to do it. And the Savior, she said, mingled with men as someone who desired the good. Messages, uh, Ministry of Healing, page 143. The Savior mingled with men as the one who desires their good. Then he says he showed his sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. That's how he did it. And then he bade them to follow me. We, we, we want to cover a little bit today and kind of follow up on that. And, and this is a quick review of what we covered last time. And then we went into, into uh, the woman at the well. Remember that? John chapter 4. And we cover how Jesus used how he put this method into practice. Well, today I want to talk a little bit more about this mingling thing because you know what happened last time when when I went, um we did had, um when we finished the service, people went out there and they were mingling among themselves here in the church. And so people told me afterwards when we had a meeting to say, hey pastor, they were listening to you. They were mingling. And so, but we're gonna find out and listen to me and and bear with me for a few minutes here because this mingling that we're talking about. It's more than just talking to people after church, okay? This mingling, check this out. Each of you, uh, Philippians 2, 4, we must have, we quoted this, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. In other words, we begin by understanding this mingling, mingling, Paul says, that it's not just touching base with people. But having an attitude in your heart and in your life that you care for people, not just for your own interests, but you actually have other people's interests in mind. Amen? This idea of mingling is that when people, when you meet people, you're not thinking of what are you going to get from that relationship, but you're thinking, how can I be used by God to, to bless this person? Amen? but let's let's unwrap that a little bit more mingling with others what does this mean if one has given us a a, a true meaning of what mingling is is jesus christ in his incarnation amen you know in his incarnation jesus christ mingled with humanity and you remember who he was right christ god we just sang about that he being god he being all powerful all holy he left it all out there And God decided to take a step. And the first step in mingling is he comes and he becomes one of us. He mingles completely. I mean, talking about mingling, right? Remember that Jesus didn't come as a kin. He didn't come even as a high representative of the Pharisees or anything like that. He came as a little baby, began to grow. Talking about mingling, right? He not only used the defenseless form of a baby to be cared by humans, right? But he even, it says at some point, if you remember Luke chapter 2 and chapter 4, chapter 2, he was even homeless for, for a few days when he was to come to the world. Jesus is actually homeless. Hello? Talking about mingling. And he even depended on some, on some ruler's decree to send him over there. So Jesus really came to mingle. Amen? And the incarnation, it's all about mingling. So when we're talking about mingling with people, this is the kind of mingling that we're talking about. This is not just saying hi to someone and saying, oh, yeah, I know. I'm so bad at remembering people's names. I mean, people just are so kind with me because I keep asking people's names, and especially when you get more than 100 people that you need to know their names. It's like I tell my wife, I just don't remember her name. I mean, not her name, but somebody else's name. I remember my wife's name. But every time I tell her, she, and so she tells me, yeah, her name is such. She's got a better mind than me. So she reminds me, right? You know that. <laughs> These guys know her, so. It's more than just remembering someone's name. Is the idea of, you know, as a matter of fact, and, and, and so if Jesus wants, if Jesus showed us this mingling issue, this mingling reality is he actually became one of us, leaving it all behind. And so with us, part of our ministry is what? incarnation taking listen so this business of incarnation this is how ministry should be we should have an, an incarnational ministry we can't we can't minister to people you know i know and and there's been a lot say that about that we need to leave the cities and we got to flee for our lives and the decrees are coming and so people are some people some 70 Adventists are fleeing to the mountains right now But they missed the rest of the writings that she says that actually that's not the right attitude. Because how are we going to mingle with people if you are all the way away in the mountains somewhere and you don't even have neighbors to talk to? How are you going to incarnate? How are you going to show somebody that you care by coming once in a while only and there to to go into those side of towns that you've been told not to go to? Because that's how some of us approach ministry to the world and Adventists, i think we're good at that i don't know what, i think we got that from mis- misunderstanding of, of lng writings L. N. G. white and there's a lot of stuff being quoted from her but i think if you really want to get lng white's my, f- mind and by the way let me tell you this the only roads the only books that she wrote as books is fi- five or six she wrote the steps to christ right you know that as a book she meant it to write it as a book then she wrote the five books of the Great Controversy series. Remember who those are? Anybody knows them? Acts of the Apostles, Patriots and Prophets, uh, Prophets and Kings, The Sire of Ages, and a Missing One. Great Controversy. Yeah, the one that I said, the Great Controversy So those five, she actually uh, wrote them as books. Everything else that we have of G. White, our beloved brethren, have taken pieces from writings and places that she wrote and they put them into book form and so sometimes we don't really get her line of thought but we get the leadership that was at that point at that time combining everything in the books like i know one of the books that i really read growing up and i was blessed by it was the uh what is it a message to the young prophets and and, uh, to the young to young people <laughs> yeah young, young prophet is actually the the name of the ministry of the youth in in windermere that's why i got that in my mind <laughs> messages to the young people but uh I, i'm all confused you see i can't remember names but anyway so messages to the young people it's a beautiful book and principles are good but if you sometimes get you might get the impression that that, that is like you it kind of sucks the, the fun out of life sometimes. Some of the stuff that they talk about and they put together. I mean, it's, it's good, good principles, but I think, I think they, they could do a better job in, 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 in actually making it sound a little more fun and more, more I don't know, more, more up to date. Good book, good principle. Why do I say that? Because, again, we can't flee the cities and mingle with people, can we? we can show that we care and mingle with others and we don't even are willing to come in the proximity and dwell and be part of them and do life with them Jesus Christ so part of our ministry is incarnation taking the grace of Christ to the world and mingling it with humanity that's what this mingling with others is folks being willing to incarnate ourselves, and I like that, and, and if you really want to make a difference in a community, you can't just be talking about spiritual things all the time, right? I think the really, uh, uh, that's, you know, I'm not, talk- that's not the case in our church, by the way, I, I, I'm i really blessed, I, here in university specifically, when we first came in, the church was already had started this community service ministry, right? And by God's grace, it grew to a point that we were doing it like once a week for every every week we we're doing that it was so overwhelming sometimes that it was just a lot of people coming to, to our church and we were feeding so many people and we had to scale back down just for for resources and personnel and people so we, we the last few years we've been doing it every other week the first weekend and the third weekend the third wednesday of the month and some of you are, are, are part of that ministry there. Some of you members here. And we got people from the community that are there. But let me tell you, if you want to really let people know that you care and mingle with people, nothing better than showing interest in their lives, in their everyday needs. Amen? I think that's the way. I think that's one of the blessings that we have as a church here, that we, we, we're able to do that. Why, am I, why, why do I have that there? Somebody mess with my file there. Oh, that's it? Oh wow, something happened, huh? I Meaning it was a part of the ministry of incarnation. Are we there? And what comes next? Yeah, you see, I know what happened there. All right. Well, let's let's leave in the other one. Can we go back to to if I could get this? I keep saying I need to get a new one. Somebody, some, somebody, may remind me to get a new one <laughs> for the church. Every time I come, it's like I need to get a new one. But all right. So listen, this business of incarnation. And 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 sharing, and, you know, sharing your care, your love for others. As a matter of fact, turn with me to to Acts because I want to talk about Paul too as we wrap up this morning quickly, and that will be our last point, since the rest of my slides are gone. <laughs> turn with me to Acts chapter nineteen, chapter eighteen, and listen. I, I want I want you to see a principle here how Paul demonstrates this idea of mingling with and finding. So uh, our. What I say? Acts chapter 19, right? 18? All right. Just want to make sure you guys are awake. Yeah, Paul is 18. That's right. Paul at Corinth. After these things, verse 1, he left Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, having generally come from Italy, with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome, he came to them. Now, listen, I want you to see This is Paul's way of ministering, Paul's way of doing, of how he goes about mingling with others and going and bringing the gospel to others, okay? So first of all, he says he goes from Athens to Corinth, and it happens that he just describes right there, Luke describes to us that two, a couple, Aquila and Priscilla, they have come from Rome because they were fleeing or they were sent from Rome for the decree that was given there, and so they ended up in Corinth and he came to them, they were Jews, he came to them, and because he was, what does it say there, of the same trade, he stayed with them, and they were working for, by, by trade, They were 10 makers, he stayed with them, and they were working for, by trade, They were 10 makers, and he was reasoning in the synagogues every Sabbath, and trying to persuade Jews and Greeks, so this is what Paul does, talking about incarnating, talking about becoming one of the people he goes and the first thing he does is he finds someone that has a common trait something in common with him and which means they work in the same thing right they have the same job they're team makers so instead of looking for anything else paul says i could work with this and he goes and he starts working with these people because they do the same thing and then on the weekends he says that he will go and reason with people so you understand here that the first thing that paul does the, the first thing in his mind is finding something to be in touch and connect with people, right? He didn't come and start preaching right away. He came to these people and started working, doing life together, talking about mingling, talking about being part of their lives. They were doing the same thing. He found what was common to them, and of course, he needed to make a living too. And so he came to them, he started working with them, and then as life went on, And we'll know later on that these people actually become members of his church there, of the Christian church, actually. And they become strong leaders in Corinth. But he does the thing that Jesus did. He comes and he mingles with people and he shows them that he cared, right? Be part of their lives. And then, interestingly enough, later on in the chapter, and we know that's not the reason why I'm telling you this, but uh, there's a lot of interesting things in chapter 19 of, of Acts. But the main point that I want you to remember here is that Paul has the same way of doing ministry that Jesus had in his ministry. And if we're going to be successful, if we're going to bring our friends, and if we're going to grow relationships to, to share Christ with others. And by the way, isn't that what you hear? I love the way that Patrick started, right? He says sometimes we may have great plans and we think are great for us, but God's plans are bigger and better for us. And I want to reassure you today that God's part of his plan for you is to use you to reach others for Christ. That's part of his agenda. If there's anything that God wants for you, is that you will be available. You make yourself available in a way that you could begin to build those relationships with people. that, in When the time comes, then you'll be ready to bring Christ to people and bring others to Christ. By the way, I, did I tell you this last time? I don't know if I told you this, but I'll share this with you. Um, it, some of you know I've, I've started to to be a chaplain for the military not, a few months back. And a couple of months ago when I went to a training, the motto of the military is this. for uh, What of the military? The chaplain corps for, for the military is the chaplains in the army. The motto is to bring God to soldiers and bring soldiers to God. That's what they want to do. Amen? I, I, I read that. And I said, man, that... <laughs> That's what we should be doing as a church, amen. Why can't that be our motto? Why can't we be thinking that what you and I need to do is to bring God to people and people to God? Isn't that what we're here for? We should be. That should be our main goal. That should be our motto. That should be our mission. And then later on, there's three things that they even I learned that same week. They said, okay, they broke it down a little bit. And they said what chaplains do in the military is they... they, they um." Now wait a minute. I gotta remember this. Let me say. Let me. Let me think. I say it right. To 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 nurture the living, to care for the wounded, and to honor the fallen. Amen. I think that could be a model. That could be our breaking down part. To care for the living, right? To nurture the living. To nurture the living. That's what we need to be. That's what you and I were called to be. Imagine that you and I and every one of us. You're thinking we gotta nurture each other. We are alive. Amen. We talk about everyone that has breath, praise the Lord. But everyone that is alive, we need to be thinking of nurturing each other and people that you meet and people that showing that you care for people, right? That's what I'm talking about. Care for the wounded, people that are wounded, people that are suffering, people use our talents, use our lives and who we are to care for those. There are things happening like that here in our our midst that I'm not going to tell you, but God is placing people and, and people are going out of the way to Connect with those who are wounded, who those who are suffering in our church. And I I thank God when those people step up and said, Pastor, I'll do it. Pastor, I go. Because I know somebody that needs some help. I need to connect them. And they go. And and even people in the community, just this week, somebody connected with somebody that is wounded that I needed, that I needed somebody to reach out for. And they're willing to do it all. Just to care, to care for the wounded. And then honor the fallen. I think we could use that too. We got we to gotta talk well about our heritage, and we got to talk well about each other. Those who are not here anymore, amen? We got to honor each other. But listen, I hope you have an idea of what mingling is, and, and these guys are going to do...